gonna talk about going to the next level in our business. Now, it's different for every size company. My company is new. We're gonna do six million this year, 15 million next year, but we're a new company. You've got legacy companies like Service Champions have been around for, I don't know, 30 years or something like that. Uh, Kenny and Jerry Bell, 25 years, that are already doing 50 million and plus. So let's talk about the small company, which we'll, we'll say under 5 million, mid-size, five to 15, and large 15 plus, something like that maybe, roughly speaking. Let's talk about what it takes for each of those companies to go to that next level, wherever they are in the process, go to that, because it's different, right? Different things for, for, for larger companies than it would be a small company. And so Drew, we'll start with you. Like, so let's take a small company, contacts you and says, Drew, we're doing 5 million, we wanna go to, to 15 million. Uh, what does it take for that company to go to the next level? What are the things they need to focus on to go from five to 15? Well, it's similar to what I talked about uh, a little bit earlier with getting your business ready to sell. It's, it's go back and revisit everything, right? Vision, mission, purpose, core values. Make sure you have those in place. Make sure you have the organizational structure in place. Make sure you have the financial uh, you know, structure in place. What, the reason that most companies, at least the ones I, I get to visit and consult with, and those who reach out to me, and a lot of you have reached out to me, we've had coaching calls um, you know, for you loyalty members who've been part of EGIA for a year, or paid your dues up front for the year, you get access to myself and one of the other guys um, every month to have a coaching call. So I've had coaching calls with a lot of people in the room, and, and that's where I always start, is those foundational elements, because uh, the reason most companies can't grow and scale is they, they have a weak foundation. And so you, you grow up and then you come down a little bit in a, in a lean time, like a pandemic or a, an off weather season or something like that. And then you grow up and you come down a little bit. The net is you're a little bit higher, but if you want to kind of hockey stick this, you need a strong foundational structure. Uh, and it starts with all that. And then you get your, your pricing right and your, your marketing right. And then from there, it's, it's really about processes. And you've got to systematize your business. And we tell everybody, you know, you need to ha have a process for everything in your business, and you should revisit that process every year. It doesn't mean that the process will change every year, but it does mean that you're putting your hands on it and say, is this still relevant? Are we doing what we need to be doing? Should we be doing anything else? What should we stop doing? What should we keep doing? You know, what can we improve? Is there a way to leverage technology that, you know, to, to streamline things? You know, uh, earlier Jeff Revlet had mentioned when he introduced Gary as a serial entrepreneur. And Gary is a serial entrepreneur, uh, not just in our industry, but other businesses and the things he's in. And we have a, a broadcasting studio in Colorado Springs uh, that EGI has built that we do all of our production and broadcasting and all that kind of stuff. And so these guys on a pretty regular routine are in Colorado Springs and uh, when we're doing different content. And it just blows me away. Like if you could see Gary, like going through a day in the life of Gary Alex, it's development meeting on Zoom, coaching this executive, coaching this person, planning. I mean, the, and it's because a couple of years ago, you blew me away because I'm like, dude, this just all comes so naturally to you. It's like, no, it doesn't. I've disciplined myself to be this organized. It did not come naturally. And that just blew me away because he's just, it, it's so like mind boggling to watch him, this company and that company and this conversation, just juggling all these balls and just, it, 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 it's, it's remarkable. So Gary, uh, going from a mid-size business now, we just talked about the small business going to mid-size, focus on pricing, vision, culture. So now we're in more established company. We've got the vision, we've got the culture, we've got good pricing. 
Now I want to go from the 15 million to the, you know, 20 million, 25 million, whatever. What would your advice be to us to do that? What, would, what are some of the, the major priorities? Uh, so Drew talked about being a process-driven business or having some form of documentation around process. So um, it, it starts with leadership. So most entrepreneurs don't really spend any time developing themselves. They start looking at the business and they start thinking about process, which we need. Uh, but we've got a spreadsheet that tells you what the processes are. Yeah. That's not your problem. The problem is, you know, how do we get those processes in place where we execute? And that's a leadership problem. So the small business gets stuck at the plateau because the leader doesn't develop themselves and we don't get past that point. So that, that lays into the next process, which is the planning process. Um, his goals and my goals are going to be at different places. His business and my business are two different points on the continuum. So I don't know what his goals are, but as long as he establishes those, we can then put together a planning process that deals with how do we execute and get to those goals or beat or exceed those goals. And, and that's a technique. So we, we talk about the three M's, right? The, the method, you know, which is strategy and how we're going to do things. You know, the management process, which is all the different disciplines and techniques. And yes, I'm in meetings on a regular basis and I hate meetings. Meetings suck. Okay. But you have to do them because that's part of how you get alignment and communication. And then the metrics, the measurement process. So it's the three M's. So the leader has to develop themselves. Then you have to have a planning process. And everybody's planning process is going to look a little different. But if you go back to the books, Traction and Scaling Up 2.0, you know, which are two basic uh, books, in my opinion, to, to look at the planning cycle, um, that requires you to embrace the processes. And uh, so the third layer of that for me, for the company that you're describing, is a mid-management team. You know, you've got to develop that next layer of talent. Uh, that could come from your service department to service manager, or it could just be somebody that becomes a service manager, uh, sales management operations management, financial management, you know, whether you need somebody that's a, a, a bookkeeper or a controller, those are two very different types of positions and skill sets. So you start looking at your management team. And most of the time when we were in the early days when I was doing consulting, the gaps are there isn't an org chart uh, for today and there isn't a three-year org chart where somebody can look at and say, well, I'm at 10 million. Uh, how do I get myself to 15 million? Yeah. I don't know if my battery died. I think we lost some audio oh, here. We Can we get him in the mic? So uh, taking it up to the next level is, is one of those things that you actually, you put it on a piece of paper and document and say, who's my next manager I'll hire? So if, uh, if we look at uh, iMarket as a perfect example, you know, that we're working on developing a management team inside of that company. It's, it's oh, thank you. So we've got the. He'll turn it on. I think it's on. Seems like all the mics are there. Yeah. So we're we're a small business, you know, called seven and a half million dollar company. Uh, but the mid management team is in un, in construction. I mean, it is a work in progress. Literally, our org chart takes us to thirty million. And if you look at what thirty million looks like, I need an executive team that you know can do a lot of things that maybe I do today. So it's the ability for the leader to delegate and understand how to push. Uh, and train and educate and get people in a position to actually finish the work the way that the entrepreneur would do it. And so the weakness in most businesses is the entrepreneur. I, I love what John said this morning. I, I almost just 
just smiled ear to ear when he said, you know, own it, look in the mirror, you know, am I the problem? And the answer is 90% of the time you are the problem. <laughs> You're also the solution. So it's not a negative. It's the recognition that you've got to do something different. And he talked about John Maxwell's chart of change, how people change. And he's a hundred percent on point. You know, if I'm not uh, committed and I'm going to rationalize instead and make excuses, then you're probably not going to make those changes. So working on yourself, working on the business plan, working on the management technique, and then the measurement processes. And then, you know, to your point, yeah, I spend a lot of people, people laugh a lot. Like I screw off a lot, but when I'm not screwing off, I'm working. And when I'm working, I'm focused and there are very few distractions in my world. And, and that's just a, a characteristic that I, I learned I had to deal with, or you're not going to be able to influence multiple companies. So my job is to build leaders and they will build great customer experiences and profit comes from that. So when you talk about delegation, obviously super important to growing a big company. Um, systems, right? If you build your company around personalities, as one of you mentioned earlier, there's just not that many unicorns out there. You gotta build your company around systems and processes. You have to build a company that can grow and scale with mediocre talent because you're not always gonna have the rock star talent. But when you talk about delegation, it's so important to growing a large company. And I'd be curious, Gary, to know, like in your experience, 30 years, 40 years in this business, I mean, uh, Ohio State MBA, and this guy comes, got a huge pedigree and practical experience. Are you embarrassed about Ohio State? You guys gave the Saints a lot of good defensive backs. No, I appreciate I'm just that. surprised because there's Michigan people in the room. Oh, Michigan. <laughs> so what is the limit? And I want to hear from James and from Drew on this also. If I'm a control freak, if I can't delegate, everything's got to come through me. What's the maximum size business I'm going to have? Depends on your talent. And there's no one right answer to that. So talent matters a lot. So um, what I think is going to happen with people that are in the control mindset is you, you hit a plateau and then you're going to experience some of the problems that Drew experienced. You're going to end up with anxiety, uh, health issues, uh, mental health type issues start cropping up. Uh, frustration. It's my employees. They, you know, they, they can't do the work the way I can do the work. Um, that, that's the control mindset. So part of what you have to do is you have to recognize that you're going to, you're going to be limited. And typically what happens is the entrepreneur hits that wall and then goes backwards. You see it all the time. People will say, well, I, w I got up to 20 employees. I got frustrated. I, I couldn't make it. I was making more money when I had six employees. So I fired everybody. Well, I read that and what I read is you, you got to your plateau and you didn't really adjust and adapt. It's not your employees. I'm the leader of the company. Every screw up is mine. I own every outcome, good or bad. We're gonna delegate the good to the people and the bad is I've gotta look in the mirror and ask the question, what did I do or didn't do in order to create that? So the plateaus are all over the place. I mean, Michael Jordan, you know, got cut from his high school basketball team, turned out to be one of the best ever, if not the best. So he, he learned to win championships. He wasn't going to win scoring titles. He had to pass the ball. I mean, he changed his entire mindset. So I, I look at the entrepreneur and just ask the question, what do you really want? You know, so if you want to maximize your business at 5 million, 20%, that's great. Like no judgment. 
But if you want to be a $50 million company, you can't think like a $5 million company and you can't lead like a $5 million leader. So you're saying that, and, and James, I want to hear from you on this as well, that there's going to be a plateau, but the, the plateau depends on how much talent the individual has. So you might build a $10 million company if you're really talented with, you know, not delegating and maybe $3 million for somebody else. You got a technician that's selling 4 or $5 million for you. That's, that's a 4 or $5 million company. You might have another company right. where the tech is selling one or two million and that's a smaller business the leader is still the problem yeah so the scale of the business is less relevant it's the question of the how, how the leader wants to evolve and at what level do you want to take the business to and those are just goals and those are individual yeah. so yeah james uh, talk to us about delegation your experience with that and your companies because you've built more than just the hvac companies you built software companies and different different services and talk to us about delegation the importance of that to growing a company well, yeah, I think uh, delegation is critical. Again, I like sports, and you look at sports, and the head coach of a football team delegates, right? They, they don't throw the ball. They don't catch it. They don't run with it. They have to delegate the whole thing. So obviously delegating is super important. I think one thing, as I'm listening to these guys talk, I agree with everything, and I'm sitting here thinking, what can I say that hasn't been covered already? And one thing that comes to my mind is that many people start their own company because they were pissed at their boss. So one day they just went in the boss's office. If they, if they were a forthright guy, they did anyway, they looked him in the eye and they said, I quit. And why? Because they just wanted to run their own company because they were being, they're tired of being told what to do. And that limits your growth. That's where I'm going with this. When, when you don't really have a reason to be self-employed, except you're tired of putting up with him, he's telling me what to do, I quit. Then you're only gonna grow so far because you don't really have the foundation to, 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 to be something great. Your motivation was wrong. So I think that to grow, you have to have a reason to grow, not just, I wanna have more money. It has to be much more than that because the wealthy people I know don't really care about being wealthy. It's just a byproduct of their behavior, their habits. They, they just got wealthy by accident. It really wasn't their big goal. So my answer is first start with, why are you running a company? What is your company all about? Where do you wanna go with this company? And then it's easier to make decisions that'll help you get there, like delegating. But you know, delegating takes a lot of trust and uh, so, you know, you have to be the kind of guy that trusts other people and you know they're going to make a mistake. And like Jack Welch, your story about him pointed out, when people make a mistake, that's part of their education. Are you the kind of guy that can let that happen and, and live with it? Or are you going to get all pissed off and, and say, you know, you just wasted a bunch of my money uh, and fire them? <laughs> so I think part of delegating is realizing that uh, you're going to have to put up with people's mistakes. They're not going to do it the way you did it. And there's other ways to do things correctly, right? I know people that they'll ask you if you'll vacuum the carpet and they want to tell you exactly how to vacuum it. Why can't we just say, get it clean? And however it happened, it happened. And be happy with that. Why do you have to tell everybody exactly how to do it? <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. When my son was uh, a teenager, I... Uh, Back years ago, I used to do all my own lawn work. I had the time to do it. I don't have the time to do it anymore. But I used to have the time, and I was meticulous about it. And, like, when I started my lawnmower, I started a certain spot, and I went a certain direction, and I cut the directional lines, and, you know, I edged everything. It was perfect. 
And then one day, my son came to me and said the words that every parent loves to hear. He's like, Dad, can I cut the lawn? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely you can cut the lawn. Like, I've been waiting for you to get off your ass and do something, you know? <laughs> it's a very exciting moment. But he went out there to cut the grass, and he started in the wrong spot. I'm like, whoa, no, we don't start at the street. We, we start here by the house. He's like, Dad, just, I got this. And I had to learn to delegate and let him do it his way. And son of a gun, if he didn't figure out how to do it just as well as I did, completely differently, different order, went the wrong direction, all kind of crazy shit. One of my favorite quotes, um, and it reminded me of what you just said, about some guys will go out and start a company or gals, start a company because they're mad at the boss. And James Allen once said that purpose is the keystone of all achievement. And without that purpose, right, if they're just mad, that's not really a reason. That's not really a purpose or a vision as you, you know, Gary talks so much about vision and purpose in these companies. Um, but good stuff. Good stuff, James. Drew, you're going to send us out of here with some profound wisdom that I probably, my brain probably cannot even process. <laughs> but I just, those are some beautiful boots, Gary. What the hell you got going on there? Talk to us about the boots. We got to change it. We got to get boots with the cigars and whiskey now. What the hell is this? Those are beautiful. Uh, eel skin. Eel skin. Eel skin. Pretty. Very Thank nice. You. Drew, we got a few minutes left. This crowd is sitting on pins and needles, just waiting for you to espouse some wisdom from a pond high that's just going to blow our freaking minds. Talk to us first about delegation, the importance of it, and then anything else you want to send us down the road with. Oh, well, cool. That's, that's no pressure. tall order. Um, you know, we normally do this in my backyard. This is kind of different doing it on the stage. <laughs> Or I mean, only in my backyard. Accountability here. <laughs> Delegation, you know, is important. I mean, as these two gentlemen said, I mean, and it's it, it allows you to basically do more, right? I mean, because you know, they're you're you're accomplishing things by proxy through others, right? I mean, that's you know, to be successful, you're going to have to realize success. All success is going to come through others. The highest levels of success, and as I talked about this morning, greatness will come through others. Your business can be successful by you. It just can't be great. Greatness is going to come through you giving that away to others, giving everything that's on your plate away to others, and you operate as this visionary. And so to that point, uh, I'll, I'll share this with you. I, I wanna challenge everybody in this room to go back and look at, you know, take a hard look at your business and say, you know, what business are we in? Okay, and then I want you to ask the follow-up question, question. What business are we really in? Then I want you to ask another follow-up question. What business do we need to be in? And then ask, what can we do? What else can we do? And what's the most extraordinary thing that we can do? Because I know what you're all doing. You're all, play, you're all playing it safe. You know you got more in you. You got capacity to expand. But we play small, we play it safe. There's a, you got a room full of vendors next, you know, next door. You got rehash leads, you got iMarket, okay? Is your website as good as it can be? Probably not, right? Are you really, are your salespeople really following up the leads? You know they're not, they're lazy, they're salespeople. <laughs> no offense, but you know, if we give you leads, we've domesticated you, you're not going hunting. Kim has a rabbit, okay? She feeds that rabbit every day, okay? When she opens up the cage and the rabbit comes, you know, comes flying out, he, he goes and runs to the magic box, the refrigerator, <laughs> and he sits there until she drops in the lettuce, right? If he were to go outside, he would be plucked off like a hawk. By a hawk, right? He, and he would gorge himself to death on food and nature, 
because he's been domesticated. And most of the people in this room have gotten to a point of some level of domestication. You want to challenge yourself. You got AeroSeal over there. There's probably somebody with a flow hood over there. Okay, there's nobody here with a generator, but you, you could get into generators. How many of you are doing insulation, air sealing, crawl space encapsulation, maybe solar? Yeah, expand the business, expand the level of what it is that you're doing in your business. How many of you get asked on a regular basis, do you guys uh, know anybody who does X and fill in the blank? Ever, anybody ever get asked that question? You know what they're saying to you? I love you, I trust you, I vote, I vote for you every day with my money. I wish you did it. I wish you did this thing, but because you don't, I trust you enough to give me the recommendation. And so you should add that service to what it is that you do. The one thing that we don't do in this, in this room that we should be doing, and I asked it this morning in the room, is load calculations. You do a load calculation. Then you do a pull out the flow hood, and you get the system right. If you just did that in your business, your business would double overnight because you'd be something unique. You'd be something special. You'd be something extraordinary. And so that's what I want to challenge you with uh, as a final message is go be extraordinary. Go be epic. Go be epic. Man, what a privilege to sit here with you three. And how about the rookie? How did James do? Can we give it up for James? I, I drank. Yeah, right so, no, this has been a very fortuitous uh, situation. Originally, Gary had a scheduling conflict and was not going to be able to be here. So we invited James to come in as our, as our kind of a, you know, trio. And then fortunately for all of us, your schedule opened up and you're able to be here. And, uh, but what a treat to have you along with us. Uh, James, really fun. Thanks for having me. Really fun. Gary, appreciate you so much, brother. And all of our uh, members, the, the, the folks at, at EGIA, uh, he's just an enormous, vast well of resource. And he shares it willingly. Uh, I watch these Ask the Expert questions come in. And when they come in, like a question, and you guys are all eligible for this. I don't know. You go on the website. Where do they find that? And they type it in. And Gary responds, I don't care if he's in the Caymans. I don't care if he's in Colorado Springs. I don't care if he's at home in Nashville. I don't care where he is. He could be on vacation. He could be working. He responds to those almost immediately. Like the dude is a grinder. Like you can't sneak up on him. Two o'clock in the morning, like he'll respond to your <laughs> And there's just nothing that you can't ask him that he won't be able to help you with. Listen, this community that Bruce Madelich built over the last five or six years with this contract university, this community is built to give you guys the resources. You can't go out and pay Gary 20 grand or you know, 10 grand or 20 grand a day to come in and consult. We can't all afford that. But as a member of VGIA for your 499 bucks a month or whatever it is, you can email Gary Alex or Drew Cameron and say, hey, what would you do about this? And they'll answer you. And they'll give you significant, meaningful, valuable, actionable ideas on what to do. It's not just theoretical Like they will tell you, like, do this, this, and this. So I just want all of you to take advantage of that resource. These two dudes right here, I always joke about, you know, there's two and a half experts, right? Today we actually had three experts because we had you with us. <laughs> and I'm telling you, I, I joke about that, but these guys, there's just nothing they haven't experienced in our industry. I don't care if you're 5 million or if you're 350 million. These guys have ideas that are actionable that can make a difference in your life and your business. And so G-Man, I just love you to death. I'm so glad you were here. And Drew, you know how I love you. Love you too, brother. We're all so lucky to have you here. 
And I love what you said about, man, just playing some extra innings right now. And man, what you've been through and what Kim has been through and what you mean to us, what you mean to this community, this industry. Thank you. We're so lucky to have you and we love out of you. Love the out of you back. Thanks, guys. Appreciate so much your time and attention. This is kind of Thank what Unfilled is all about. Sorry we didn't have the cigars. We'll see you guys.